Welcome everyone to Schneider Arena here in Providence, Rhode Island, our first intermission, and our first intermission sponsored by Fuddruckers, and our guest is the voice of Providence men's hockey, Mike Logan. Mike, uh, maybe we could start with uh, a discussion of this Providence team coming into the game tonight, 3-3-1, three, three and one. they're at the 500 mark, as Merrimack is. We figured there might be a step back uh, from last year in terms of the talent base. Uh, how has the team performed uh, relative to those expectations? Well, I know head coach Nate Lehman is happy with the team. He's not happy with the record, is he? says, but he is happy with the team. Uh, they're young, they're raw, and like any of those young teams, there's going to be some growing pains. It's tough to replace 75 goals. It's tough to replace uh, the amount of games played that they lost, but uh, overall, I think it's been a pretty good team. The top three lines have been uh, very good there. A little shorthanded tonight without Scott Conway, but uh, overall, I think it's been a pretty good start, and this is going to be a tough team to play on the second half of the year. Well, you know, you talk about the offense that was lost. A couple of guys that seem to have really stepped up are Eric Foley and Brian Pino. How much have they embraced stepping up to fill those offensive voids? Well, Foley's done a nice job. He's averaging a point a game. He's scored three of his four goals on the power play. He really, John, started to come on second half of last year. He was injured right out of the gate. He started slowly, but as you saw in the playoffs, he really it became a man playing against boys a lot of times, especially down low. Brian Pino is, is really Really, he's come on each year. Uh, his game has grown, and, and the biggest thing that uh, Nate Lehman's talked about is having guys now embrace roles that they haven't done before. And I think Brian's one of those guys. He's on the power play. He's killing penalties. He's now somebody uh, out there on big faceoffs where it's easier sometimes as a freshman or sophomore when you had as much experience to just kind of lurk and be under the shadows. And now the spotlight is definitely on those two guys. You know, you take a look at freshmen every year, and you you're quick to, to uh, judge how they play. Uh, Josh Wilkins is one guy. He seems like he's uh, stepped in and caught some eyes. What, what have you seen from his play? Wilkins has been good. Uh, I know the, the staff really felt with him and Duhame and Scott Conway coming in that they had uh, perhaps more pure scores coming in and Wilkins has been very good but like anything you're, you're going to have growing pains but he's been on the power play as has uh, Duhame and uh, I think he's been getting better each game uh, he has not been on the same line due to Casper uh, Bjorkwist was hurt right out of the gate so that moves some things around now with Conway being out you know Wilkins has kind of bounced around but he's done a pretty good job let's take a look at hockey's for a moment if we could Mike Boston College another team that was figured to take steps back based on what they lost and they did lose a lot but you know here they are leading the pack uh, three points uh, over UNH so a uh, big surprise there huh? I think the key with BC uh, look at a guy like Austin Cangelosi he now as a senior has really grown into a leader he had a hat trick last night he scored shorthanded he scored in the power play and he scored five on five uh, you look at Ryan Fitzgerald and you look at Chris Kelman they're, they're three older guys if you look at BC John year in and year out it seems those guys always seem by their senior year to be ready to, to lead uh, I think Vermont's been a good story early on uh, Lowell continues to they just kind of fly under the radar and they seem to win 20 games every year um, and and, you know, Notre Dame hasn't, I think, started the way some people thought they would. And BU, I think, is dealing with what a young team deals with. They've got a ton of top-end talent, but much like last night at Northeastern, they're still taking some bad penalties and kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But that's what happens in October and November. I'll be very curious. I think coming down the stretch this year, you could have five, six teams really grinding on each other when we hit February. 
Well, you make an interesting point about Notre Dame. They're leaving after this year. Does Hockey East make it work with 11, or do they get a 12th team uh, like, for example, Holy Cross, if they wind up uh, playing out in Worcester? How do you think that's all going to play out? I think uh, Hockey East is going to make sure, if they are going to expand, that whoever the 12th team is is going to stick around for a while. Yeah. I, with Notre Dame, uh, you know, anytime you have a program in a school like that, John, that wants to be part of your league, and it added television coverage, and I, I think it's a hard thing to say no to, uh, but moving forward, they want to find the right fit. I think it would be great to find a New England team, uh, whether it be Holy Cross. I know a lot of t- people have talked about Quinnipiac and RPI. Those seem to be the three teams bounced around. Uh, it sounds like they're committed at least for next year to expand the schedule a little bit, adding additional games uh, with other teams. Uh, I don't know. You know, this league has done well with even amounts, with odd amounts. Uh, you know, I go back to when they first started growing with uh, you know UMass back in the early 90s when they started to commit. Uh, I think the core of the the league is so good that if they are going to take a couple of years to make sure they have the right fit, why not? Well, interesting. Uh, on Providence's schedule, Mike, you get to go back to Fenway this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on that whole experience? And, and do you think the novelty has worn off yet? I would say uh, initially probably not since this, they're still doing it. But what do you think of that whole experience? I'd rather have the game here at Schneider. <laughs> uh, you know, to do it once was good, but I'm one who's tiring of all the outdoor events and that. And I understand what the league does, and I understand why uh, you know the Red Sox and Fenway are involved. It's just from looking at it from a Providence standpoint, you're now playing a tough team that you had to give up a home game for. Now, alums and that, it, it's, it becomes bigger in many respects than the game itself. It's a chance for alums to go to Fenway and, and see a game there. Uh, and my feeling is, as long as they're going to sell tickets and be successful with it, they're going to continue to do it. Um, I'm one that, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, it was nice to be able to do a game once. I'm good. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, if the league continues to be able to sell it, let's face it, like anything else, if you can sell it, if people are going to buy tickets, they're going to play it, or they're going to play it. All right, well, Providence will take on Merrimack tonight. What are your observations on the Warriors based on what you've seen so far? Well, I know uh, they've started slowly as far as scoring. I know they had a good night last night with five goals against Mercyhurst. Uh, they seem like a typical Mark Dennehy team where they're going to grind you down. They've got, um, I think they've got some good young talent up front. Uh, and like anything else, it takes a little while getting going. The goaltending has been good. Um, and they're a tough team to play. You look at the Providence Merrimack, even though the Friars have had the best better of it, a lot of low-scoring games, and uh, very rarely is it a one-sided tilt one way or the other. Uh, Merrimack's got an advantage that they play so tough at home, and I think Mark's done a nice job of getting this team to to start to grow on the road, and uh, I think you're looking at probably a, a one-goal type game here tonight. There haven't been a lot of goals scored, and you just go back to the playoffs last year, and, and I'm curious to see if any of that two-game series carries in here tonight, because especially that second game, Gomez scored late. It was a 2 nothing final, but it's really a one-goal game. I'm curious to see if there's any carryover, especially because Merrimack's got a, a lot of guys that played in that series. Lastly, Mike, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk around the league. The refs are calling the game a lot tighter now. What have you seen from your experience, and do you think it's going to level off as the season goes on? I hope so, because I think they're going to kill a great sport. Uh, I am not a fan of this. Uh, We're not supposed to be in a rink for three hours. Uh, And it was interesting. Greg Carville, the the new head coach out at UMass, um, was very blunt when somebody asked him about it, saying, I didn't really think there was a problem with the game in the first place. Mm -hmm. Here we are at the end of one month. I think you're starting to see things revert a little bit back. But it's interesting, and, and I'm sure you do the same thing, John. You look at box scores. 
after a night's play around the league and you see how many uh, penalties. And I know last night there was a good amount of uh, power plays in the game you had. Uh, I'm hoping that, especially once we get into December and turn into January, that they start to pull back a little bit because Mm -hmm. I just think it kills the flow. And from a fan standpoint, the last thing you want to do is turn people off. And I don't think people are coming to college hockey games to watch 25 power plays. I really don't. Mike, it's always great talking to you. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, Black Friday up in North Andover. All right. Always good to see you. Thanks. All right. That's Mike Logan. He's the radio voice of the Providence College Friars. We will return with more from Schneider Arena in a moment. You're tuned in to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the new home for Merrimack Men's Hockey, WNCK.